freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Well, welcome to a brand new year on Gun Freedom Radio. It is, of course, January of 2018. Holy cow. That calendar is just clipping right along. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd, and we, of course, are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And sitting right to my right-hand side here, of course, is... We've got a great lineup today. We have Jeff Knox. He's director of the Firearms Coalition and founder of GunVoter.org. He is a second-generation rights activist following in the footsteps of his father, gun rights legend Neil Knox. You know, when we say that word, Neil Knox, there should be some kind of, ah, or gun firing or something. <laughs> maybe maybe your um, James Brown thing from your commentary. I don't know. He's done so much for this, the, the gun industry and for our rights. Um I just think that there should be more than just when you say Neil Knox that you just have Neil Knox. Well, we'll work on that. We're gonna we're gonna see if we can fix that. You know, he spent forty years in the trenches of the gun rights battle, and so his son Jeff will be helping us today with a year in review and look at what awaits in two thousand eighteen. Very good. Is our sound guy ready for some uh, James Brown? James Brown. Sorry, we're, we're making eye contact thinking we know that what the other one's saying over here. So when, when you say from the future, when you say... Neil Knox. This is what should happen. Oh, okay. Well, no, I'm not ready. No. He's not ready. He's not ready. It's all right. Hey, it's the first of the year. You know, we're just kind of getting things together here. The good news is I figured out what was wrong when we were talking about before the show. Well, so. fantastic. Okay, I'm seeing all these things moving around on his fancy computer screen over there. And All right. How about so. this? Yeah, Perfect. Okay. Very, very good. Right. That'll, anyway. that'll get it done. You Who's know, our next guest after after Jeff? We have Steve Montenegro. He is the representative. Steve Montenegro was elected to the Arizona House of Representatives representing LD13 in November of 2008. He was then elected by his fellow caucus members to serve as House Majority Leader for the current 52nd Legislature and is now up for election to fill in U.S. Congre- Congre- congressional seat previously held by Trent Franks. Mm-hmm. And we've known Steve for quite a long time. He's going to do a good job doing that. So we hope, we hope he gets that. So mm-hmm. our second, um, then we also have Natalie Foster. She's CEO, co-founder, editor, and creator of Girls Guide to Guns, an online resource for females who are new to the shooting sports, also an NRA commentator, and she hosts Love at first shot at nrawoman.tv. Natalie is expecting her second child, and we wanted to ask her about shooting while pregnant. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, that's really, 
that's one of those topics that I feel like every single person you ask, you're going to get some different advice. So I thought, you know, let's let's go to an expert and see what she's been told and see what she would advise to others. Well, for me, it's never affected me. So I, you know, I, I don't know how to handle that. <laughs> that's so. true. Half of our audience is like, well, that's, that's not going to affect me. But it does because as dads, you want to be sure that that the moms carrying your babies are um, doing healthy things at all times, whether right. they're um, trying to stay proficient with their firearm, right? Yeah, we might learn something. Yeah. We also have Maj Touré. He's a founder of Black Guns Matter, which is a group to help urban communities learn their gun rights and responsibilities. Then we're going to end the show with Jeff Knox again mm-hmm. to talk about to talk about what awaits us in 2018 because we've still got an awful lot that I think a lot of us in the gun industry thought was going to get fixed, get dealt with um, really soon after we elected President Trump, but we are still waiting for uh, the Senate to move on some things, the Congress to move on some other things. And so uh, when I was thinking about that, you know, it's like as 2017 gives way to 2018, some of those big issues and the big news stories have stayed the same. You'll recall that all last year we were talking about passing a national reciprocity concealed carry bill. That's the one that says if you're a responsible gun owner in your home state, that you get to be treated like a responsible gun owner in all 50 states. Well, guess what we are still talking about? You guessed it, but it does have a fancy new name. It is the H.R. 38. And Congress voted to pass H.R. 38 just about exactly a month ago. Now it is up to the Senate to schedule a vote on this same bill. What will move the needle so that we aren't still talking about this next January is you. You. You call and write your senators and things get done. When we sit back and wait for someone else to take care of it, what happens? All those someone else's do the exact same thing. What did your granddad always say? Well, if he's anything like mine was, he said, if you want something done right, all together now, do, do it, it yourself. yourself, right? So you, listening to us right now, wherever you are, driving in your car, working in the garage, whatever, fixing dinner, whatever it is you're doing, hit the pause button on the show. We'll wait for you to get back, right? Go to Google, type in who is my senator and contact your senators. You don't have to say anything fancy. Just say I'm writing or calling to request that you support HR 38. Thank you. Goodbye. It is really, I promise you, that simple. And for the people who say, I don't even own any guns, so why should I care about Second Amendment laws and issues? Well, I cannot say it any better than this audio clip does. So this is Chris Cox, the executive director of the NRA ILA, which is the Institute for Legislative Action, asserting the truth that to deny one constitutional freedom criminalizes the entire Bill of Rights. 
If 10 states made it a felony to read the New York Times, the media would run the story 24-7 until Congress fixed the assault on the First Amendment. But when 10 states criminalized the Second Amendment, the media says nothing. They don't report that honest, well-meaning people, nurses, stay-at-home moms, veterans, even a disaster relief worker, have been charged with felonies for simply having a lawfully owned firearm. Each was legally licensed to carry a firearm in their home state, but arrested and charged as criminals when safely carrying it through another, less free state. When states can deny one constitutional freedom, they can criminalize the entire Bill of Rights. On behalf of America's 100 million gun owners, we will fight until the full measure of our Second Amendment freedom is restored to every citizen in every corner of the land. We are the National Rifle Association of America, and we're freedom's safest place. Well, I mean, that really kind of says it. And the Bill of Rights is the firewall that stands between the Constitution and the and the citizens right so the constitution basically says okay the government can do these things the bill of rights says these are the things the government is limited by and so in the second amendment that's the thing that confuses me so much when people are saying well you're infringing on state rights you're doing this you're doing that it's like well it's a federal a federal law a federal uh protection of our God-given rights to be able to protect our lives and our homes in any way we see fit. And that is why it's so important to protect. Even if you're not a gun guy or if you're not a gun gal, you should, I mean, I hate to use the should word, care about protecting, preserving, and restoring all of our rights to the way that the founding fathers intended. Well, I look at it this way. You know, states that have concealed carry, the criminals sometimes are reluctant to strike because they might think you have a gun, right? So if all the states were that way, crime should go down even if you don't want to carry a gun because the criminal is not going to know, is that the one that's carrying a gun or not? Right, but the people that are, are purposely confusing the issue say it in the exact opposite way right they say where the the laws are the strictest is where the citizenry is the safest and yet where are they strict they're strict in chicago do you think the citizenry is safe in chicago uh last last time i heard no detroit dc no i mean just think about the places where the the crime rates are historically uh, newsworthy high Versus here in Arizona, we are a uh, in real time living example of our freedoms, our constitutional freedoms. We have constitutional carry here. That means that you don't have to have a license. You don't have to have somebody else's stamp of approval for you to be a responsibly armed citizen. But cities like Chicago that have the high crime, they blame it on the cities like us that guns are coming in because... Right, but how much logic, I mean, does your logic train jump the tracks when we're saying, well, if it was the guns that were the problem, then Arizona would be the bloodbath. Right. Not the state, not Chicago. So we just can't disengage our brains, and we really must uh, engage with our elected officials. Now, I want to touch on two quick things before we have to run to commercial. One is... uh, 
our calendar, our 2018 calendar has been published and it's online and it's for sale at azfirearms.com and just search under calendar. You can actually even, you know, buy last year's because the pictures are really that cute. We've hired Victory Photos, a local studio that does the most tasteful and beautiful uh, vintage pinup photos. And we've paired up these gorgeous models with um, collectible guns that we sell yeah. in AZ Firearms. All and I it's can just say is, so fun. All I can say is October. October, he loves October. If you just wanna see a 57 recoilless rifle in its great beauty, go to October because it's been fashioned and photoshopped to look like the witch's broom and such a cute little witch that we have riding that broom. So check that out, azfirearms.com slash calendar uh, for the 2018 calendar. The other thing is uh, we have a, a project that I'm involved in, the DC project. It's 50 women, one from each state who go every summer to Washington, DC. We sit down and we talk with our legislators there um, individual legislators there. We have just launched our very first ever GoFundMe page. And this is a hundred percent grassroots women from every spectrum, every part of the political spectrum belongs to this group. This is not a conservative group. It's not a liberal group. It's not an independent group. It is, we have women from every corner of the political uh, realm that are part of this. And it is such a worthy cause to help us, um, allow ladies who want to be a part of it and just can't afford on their own dime. So check that out. It's the DC Project GoFundMe page. And uh, we have so much coming up. You don't want to miss a minute of today's show. Jeff Knox is up with us next, and he is going to be talking to us about, you know, kind of a wrap-up of last year. What what did we accomplish last year? And, uh, and then at the very, very end of the show, he's going to come back on and talk about what awaits us in 2018 and uh i leave you with a beautiful isn't that beautiful rendition of auld lang syne don't go away enjoy the ads and be right back with us And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. 
The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Hi folks, I'm Don Carter. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. And we celebrate the incoming new year. We've got all kinds of fun renditions of Auld Lang Syne that you'll hear throughout the show today. And man, it was fun looking those up and uh, deciding which ones to, to choose. Who knew there were so many different versions? Do you have a New Year's resolution, Cheryl? You know, I don't really do resolutions. I, I did this year. Yeah? Yep, get as many guns as I possibly could. <laughs> That's... See, that's not a resolution. That's the same old everyday yeah, stuff. Yeah, but bigger guns. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll look forward to that. That'll be amazing. Uh, remind me to get the checkbook from you before we leave the studio. Anyway, let's, <laughs> let's welcome our first guest of the new year. This is Jeff Knox. He is the director of the Firearms Coalition and founder of GunVoter.org. He's a second-generation rights activist following in the footsteps of his father, gun rights legend, Neil Knox, who spent 40 years in the trenches of the gun rights battle. Jeff, are you with us? I'm here, Cheryl. It's good to be with you again. Absolutely. Well, we are always excited to connect with you. We are, you know, almost neighbors out here in Arizona. And the only time we really get to talk is when I have you on the air or if we're traveling across the country somewhere and like in, you know, Tennessee or Georgia or something. And then we run into each other. So <laughs> Kentucky, Atlanta, yeah. talk show. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So we wanted to pick your brain because we know that with the, the articles you write and just your passion for our Bill of Rights and Second Amendment rights, that you really stay tapped in. You stay in touch with what is going on. And so I wanted to touch base with you and say and, and find out, all right, what's our scorecard for 2017? Like, what what did we accomplish what let's just look back because at the end of the show you're going to come back and talk to us about what lays ahead in this year but what what should we remember about last year well of course the biggest news was was the election of donald trump and um that that i i frankly i was concerned um mm-hmm. i am not full of trust for mr trump mm-hmm. uh, he didn't have a record that that showed me something uh, worth trusting. So I was a bit concerned, but Mm -hmm. um, everything so far has turned out very well. We've got uh, Neil Gorsuch. We've got a dozen appeals court judges. We've got another half dozen federal district court judges, and that is huge. Yes. Uh, That's that's the big win so far for gun rights. Uh, Of course, we had a, a radicalized Bernie Sanders progressive decided to shoot up a Republican baseball game. Um, 
and and actually had people on the left applauding that, which is pretty disgusting. Yeah. But then we had the horrific shooting in Las Vegas, and yes. NRA botched their response to that, in my opinion. Um, another horrific shooting down in Texas that uh, was ended by an NRA-certified instructor with a modern sporting rifle. Yes. And uh, that, uh, thank goodness, he was there. And yes. um, that's... Uh, President Trump has stayed the course, and and that's good. Unfortunately, a lot of our guys said, "Oh, yay, we we elected the Republican, and he says he's pro gun, so we're we we can go back to doing whatever it is we want to do, and we don't have to worry anymore." Yes. And so so we've we've had we've seen some disengagement. Mm-hmm. Not and, and I say our guys, but it's not really among our guys. It's among the the outer circle. Of our guys, uh, our guys, especially the firearms coalition guys, are the hardcore of the hardcore. They're always on. They're always paying attention, and they're always working and sending their twenty bucks to to help out the cause here and there. And uh, but but the peripheral that that the Hoyt boy, <laughs> the 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 masses just kind of took a, a sigh and said, okay. We're we're all good. We don't got to worry again. Mm-hmm. We don't have Hillary. We don't have Obama. Thumbs up. Let's let's go shoot. And I I don't blame them. But at the same time, we we've got to take advantage of this right now because it could go away in just a few months. It's so true. And that apathy that you talk about, that disengagement. I mean, that is only happening on the rights side, the side that says we want our rights. The other side that is constantly trying to chip, chip, chip away at our rights, have they had a nap? Have they taken a, you know, a, a day uh, off and gone to a picnic? They've, if anything, they've gotten fired up more. Um, one of the most amazing statistics out of the Roy Moore uh, election down in Alabama was that uh, his opponent, Doug Jones, had a higher black turnout than Barack Obama did in 2012 hmm. in the state of Alabama. And that's, that really speaks to the fact that the parties don't campaign in all of the states. Mm-hmm. Um, that Barack Obama, who, who got... 98% or something of the black vote uh, in, in 2012 um, that he didn't spend any money in Alabama because he knew that he wasn't going to win Alabama. Um, and and so actually a Senate candidate turned out a higher rate of black voters in that state. Um, and that's that's pretty, pretty amazing. That's something to really look at and think about and churn around in your brain for a little bit because it's it's a pretty amazing statistic, I think. No, it's so true. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, we always think about our gun laws and our gun rights as a federal issue. And so I think that's why people have said, oh, well, we've got a, a president in there who's given the thumbs up to guns and, and messaging and signaling out that, that, you know, he values our rights and will support him. And so we're done. But that is so not the case because we have, you know, state city, local, cultural attacks happening at these, ex, you know, I think accelerated rates 
because the other side, I think they really understand better than we do the cultural influences and what they can try to make guns like unsavory or gun owners as uncool or just something that you wrinkle your nose at and you're embarrassed about being associated with then that is actually in a lot of ways way more powerful than any laws that they can pass absolutely it's it's like wearing your faith on your sleeve mm-hmm. if if you know i you will see christians who are uh, reluctant to ever say anything that would indicate that they're a Christian, um, and I'm sure that this is true of other religions as well. Um, and and for the gun owner to to hold back and to not say, "Oh man, I love to go shoot. I really, I've got a bunch of guns. I love to go shoot, and it's more fun. I take my grandkids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we 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 need to not lose that." We need to not lose that because, uh, and, and we need to put that out there because there are billionaires, billionaires with a B, who are willing to spend millions, hundreds of millions of dollars on chipping away at our rights, and we need to stop them. And they're, they've decided, they've realized that they can't get traction at the federal level, that they can't get the traction they want in the House and Senate, uh, and, and especially now with this president. So um, Mike Bloomberg and his cronies have been, for the last several years, going into the states and trying to buy state houses, and they've won several elections in, in the states. And that's a problem, because it's, it's chipping away at our rights, and, and it, uh, it's harder to fight. And this is one of the reasons I—God bless the NRA— I, I'm an endowment life member of the National Rifle Association. I encourage every gun owner and lover of liberty to be a member of the National Rifle Association. Mm-hmm. But my money goes to local grassroots organizations. That's where I send my extra 20 bucks is the local grassroots organization. Here in Arizona, Arizona Citizens Defense League. Um, mm-hmm. in, in Virginia, Virginia Citizens Defense League, uh, OFF up in Oregon. Um, these are the guys who are at the state capitol every day while it's in session and have their guys working to elect local politicians and, and our, our federal-level politicians. These are the guys where it really makes a difference. They're where the rubber hits the road. And so that's where I would encourage everyone, be a member of the NRA, but send that extra 20 bucks every now and then to your local grassroots organization. I could not have said that any better than you did. I I call the AZCDL, the Arizona Citizens Defense League, our watchmen on the wall because they're always surveying the landscape. Okay, here's a bill. doesn't look like it has anything to do with guns, but, oh, tucked in here, they've snuck something in that definitely has to do with our Second Amendment rights. So there are watchmen on the wall, and then there are guard dogs in the court. And so they're fighting against bad bills and also bringing in good bills. And they have done incredible work here in Arizona. So I, I echo what you said 100%. Absolutely. And one of the amazing things about AZCDL in particular is that it was founded by immigrants. Yeah. <laughs> immigrants to Arizona. They right. were all guys from restrictive states who moved to Arizona and and breathed the fresh air and looked around and said, hey, this air can be fresher Mm -hmm. and we want to preserve it. And uh, they managed to do that. And I I, uh, 
I, they're great guys. Um, they they have fought harder for our freedoms here in Arizona than we Arizonans did uh, prior to the to them forming up. And uh, I think it's uh, it's a great group. Yeah, because they have felt what it what life is like when your rights ha- are taken away, and they're just right. incredible. They've, so. they've tasted tyranny. Yeah, and, uh, they it's know bitter. know what to do. All right. Yeah. Well, we've got to run for now, but you you go have a cup of coffee, put your feet up for a bit. We're going to bring you back on uh, towards the end of the second hour and uh, quiz you about what does 2018 hold and what can we do? Will you come back? Oh, absolutely. And of course, the big thing is the elections that are coming up. And yes. I know you've got Steve Montenegro on the way and I'm supporting Steve 100 uh, percent. So uh, looking forward to having him in Congress. That's a huge endorsement coming from you. So that's I'm glad you said that. All right. Well, Jeff, thank you so much. Sit tight. We will be back with you in a little over an hour, I think it is. So uh, thank you so much, Jeff Knox. Bye-bye. All right. Well, stick around. We still have coming up, as Steve said, Representative Steve Montenegro coming up right after these messages and this beautiful rendition of Auld Lang Syne. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. One, two, three. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. 
We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, you heard that fun little ditty right there, all playing Zine. It's a new year, 2018. You know what we didn't talk about? What did we not talk about? How many episodes have we done? Oh my gosh, where are we? 101. I'm 101 (laughs) episodes old. (laughs) 101 episodes. Well, and we are still celebrating. Our 100th episode was quite a celebration. Um, And we are excited today to bring on our next guest, Arizona State Representative Steve Montenegro. Now, we have had quite a bit of musical chairs happening nationwide with our, uh, our all of our representatives at all kinds of different levels. And so Steve, who was elected to the Arizona House of Representatives, representing LD13 here in Arizona in uh, 2008, he was then elected by his fellow caucus members to serve as House Majority Leader. And he is now up for election to fill the U.S. congressional seat previously held by Trent Frank. So welcome to the show, Representative Montenegro. Thank you, Cheryl. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Thank you for having me, uh, your amazing listeners as well. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. Absolutely. And Dan's here, too. He always stays kind of quiet, but I'm going to try to give him a little bit of room to talk today. That's not Steve. She's not going to let me talk. (laughs) (laughs) I I try. I try. That was my New Year's resolution. I've already broken it. So, Steve, you know, all these musical chairs like what looking across the landscape, what I guess in a lot of ways, I feel like, you know, it's hard to give up people that, you know, and have been there forever and that you trust. But then in another way, it's like, wow, we've got so much possibility out there, right? It's such a great opportunity to, to reshape things. Well, and I think that's what's happening. I think that our country is stepping into a moment where new generation, a new generation of conservative leadership is stepping up. You know, I, I've served in the House for eight years, and then I was elected to the Senate in 2016, where I've been since. Um, and then this happened. Um, I got a call from Trent Franks and he said, look, Steve, the battle is real. Mm-hmm. I want you to run for this seat, uh, for the, this congressional seat. And I, I resigned from the Senate to run. And that's where we're all in. I mean, but but it's just it's much more than just one person or, or, or people, uh, just a few people. This is about our country, the future of our country, the 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 soul of our country. And it, it I think it's important for folks like you and I and Dan and you know, our families and just Americans to step up and say, this is the future of our country. We have to fight for it. We really do. And, you know, when you say fight for it, it's such a, you know, every once in a while, somebody will say to me, oh, when are you going to run for office? And I'm like, I'm, I'm not tough enough. I'm just not. I mean, it's a real battle out there and it gets ugly. And uh, I really um, honor and support people who will put their hat in that ring and and engage in that kind of battle so i i really appreciate you doing that well remember that there were uh many folks many men and women who put it all on the line to start this country the the foundation they put their their life their liberties their their sacred honor their fortunes they put it all on the line so that this country could be what it is now so we need to step up and do the same we really do Wow. Well, I, I do appreciate you, you know, taking I remember, that attitude. Steve, I remember, it's been over eight years ago, maybe even longer than that, that you came knocking on our door yeah, and introduced yourself to us. And, you know, we asked you about gun rights and things like that. And I just want to say, through all these years, you've been true. 
And I really appreciate that. And we really trust what you're doing. Well, look, in Arizona, when I first got elected, we were ranked pretty low. I mean, it was poor rankings. And we've done a lot to make sure there was a number of us that when we first got elected, we believe in this. I mean, we're talking about our, our constitutional rights. And we, we have been serious, I have been serious of making sure that we are protecting our constitutional rights. Um, and so when we got there, we started taking that ground back that the left had taken. It wasn't enough just to, um, it wasn't enough just to protect what was left mm-hmm. uh, because they, they had actually taken from us. It wasn't enough just to uh, give back because it's not the government's uh, power or authority to give constitutional rights right. like the Second Amendment. But we had to restore them back, uh, what the left had taken from us. And so we made, Arizona made great gains in the area of constitutional carry. And I'll also tell you that we set the bar high when we passed constitutional carry for the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, is, this is where we need to be. We need to take serious our Second Amendment rights. We have to fight for them. Uh, they're rights that are not given to us by government. There are constitutional rights, and and we have to stay strong for that from the beginning to end, Dan. Well, I appreciate that. And, you know, you mentioned how we used to be ranked fairly low here in Arizona, but we've been ranked number one, the number one state in the country for gun owners for the last, what, four, five years, something like that, by Ammo Magazine. So you've been in legislature for nine years, so you were able to kind of see that transition. What would you say happened to make Arizona such a, a great state for our gun rights? Well, look, that's that's I appreciate that. I briefly mentioned um, there were a number of us that got elected that said, look, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. We have constitutional rights. We're going to fight for them. And we did. Mm-hmm. We started back in 2008 gaining ground back. We were poorly ranked. And like I said, not only had it was it about protecting our constitutional rights, our Second Amendment rights, uh, it wasn't enough because they had taken from us. It wasn't enough to say we're going to um, we're, we're going to fight for them. We're going to give back uh, yeah. because the government doesn't give those. We had mm-hmm. to restore them. And, and that's when I, I'm telling you, we, we passed great constitutional um, carry rights that set the bar high. And we did a lot on concealed concealed carry and 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 that continues we have to stay vigilant we have to stay strong in this arena but we have to elect people that actually care about this and that actually believe in this so that we can keep this and 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 fight for our rights absolutely and uh you know if things go the way that that of course you're hoping they go and and our previous guest jeff knox just gave you a a ringing endorsement um that that he values you as a, a second amendment guy um, if things go the way that, that you hope they go, uh, you'll be taking the place of Trent Franks. Now, one huge thing about Trent Franks is he made his decisions based in the Constitution. Like, you never had to guess which way Trent Franks was going to vote on things. You never had to worry, is he going to pull a gotcha uh, at the last minute like uh, one of our Arizona senators did on the, the health care bill. And so you would no, be replacing... Go ahead. Yeah, you would be replacing a hundred percent pro Second Amendment guy. Um, I think I hear you saying that you would be picking that mantle up and carrying it just the same way. Absolutely. Look, and, and here's the thing: I also have a one hundred percent pro Second Amendment voting record as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, while elected in office, 
the NRA rated me A plus mm -hmm. because we have been on these uh, battles. So, and 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 I'll say humbly that um, because the, the 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 atmosphere in D.C. is so heavy and difficult, we actually got a chance to vote on bills, Second Amendment bills that restored and made great gains for Second Amendment rights in Arizona, some of which I, I think Trent would, would have been glad to vote on in Congress that they haven't had a chance to do. So uh, I, again, we're going from a 100% pro-Second Amendment voting record to a 100% pro-Second Amendment voting record with me as well, NRA ranked A+. Well, as, as slow to move as the Senate is, I almost wish you were running for a Senate seat because... <laughs> You, you don't let much grass grow under your feet, and I think you'd be good there, too. But uh, we'll, we'll definitely take you in Congress and, and take that kind of mindset in Congress. So, you know, the left, they're not going to stop attacking our Second Amendment rights. Uh, they remain anxious to disarm us as much of the population as possible. You know, how would you battle the left to, as you say, not just protect, but to restore and preserve our rights? So, like, um, I, I, I can tell you the truth, the truth, the truth. Mm -hmm. um, what, what happens when we have an evil act is we have hysteria that falls and the left loves to feed on hysteria. Mm -hmm. well, we, and, and, and we all know by heart, you know, guns don't kill people, bad people kill people. Mm -hmm. um, but the hysteria that ensues right after an evil act is done is what the left tries to push. And we have to rush quickly as much truth as possible to the public um, when these things happen about where it's evil. It's, it's not guns, it's evil. Mm -hmm. and, and on top of that, look, we also have to make sure that we are taking a pro-Second Amendment message into every neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I do, I have done. I've gone on uh, news media outlets, whether it's mainstream, English, Spanish, and, and share a message of constitutional liberties. There is a reason why our founding fathers in the Constitution gave us the Second Amendment. And we have to make sure that we are uh, pressing and that we are moving that message, that pro-constitutional, pro-Second Amendment message to anybody who will hear and, and, and every person um, uh, as to how important our Second Amendment rights are. I tell folks, look, what would you do if they take your First Amendment rights away? Mm. The, the ability yeah. to speak and to worship and, and, and the ability to, the, the freedom of press it's unacceptable. Well, the Second Amendment is as important as any other um, uh, amendment or right. And we have to make sure that we're getting that message out there. If they mess with one, they're messing with all of them. And we cannot have that. Our constitutional liberties are our constitutional li liberties. Exactly. Well, we're just about out of time, but I just had one last question for you. And that is, you know, how much the other side, the left, uh, the I don't even know what labels to put on him anymore. They're not just the Democrats. They're not just the liberals. Um, the people out there that just hate our constitutional rights, and, and they also hate our president, and they attack our president constantly. I, I just want people to get a sense of where you stand as it pertains to President Trump and his, uh, his policies and, and his stance on the Second Amendment. Sure. Look, I was a delegate to the convention, uh, who, uh, Trump delegate to the convention to vote for him. I went on media outlets at the convention defending him, defending what was happening, making sure that people understood it was important to elect Donald Trump. Mm 
to president. And and when people ask me, especially on, on Hispanic media, you know, they ask me, how can you support President Trump? You, you're brown, in essence, <laughs> is what they're telling me. And, and, and I tell them, look, I have a message of standing strong for border security. I have a message mm-hmm. of rejecting amnesty. Mm-hmm. I have a, a message of building the wall. I agree with those things. I've been on uh, news media on CNN defending the president on those issues, on, on from anywhere from building the wall to no amnesty to uh, par- the pardon of Sheriff Joe Arpaio. I've been defending that as in defending the president that is, as it is. Why? Because I believe in those things. I believe in smaller government, limited government. I believe in um, excellent judges. I believe in a strong military, protecting our veterans, you know, having a foreign policy that is and puts America first. That's my agenda. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me. Um, I, I want to make sure that we are growing the economy. I'm, I want to make sure that we are we have more jobs for Americans. I want to make sure that we build a wall. I want to make sure that we say no to amnesty. I want to make sure that we are actually putting our veterans first, balancing our budgets, uh, stronger military. These are things that I believe in. So I know that this, these and this are the agenda of President Trump. They're my agenda. So I'm, I know President Trump will be glad to have me in Congress. And look, and if I can say one thing, mm-hmm. Cheryl, before we go here, Absolutely. if you live in Congressional District 8, I need your vote on February the 27th. Early ballots are going to start, start going out on January 31st. Mm-hmm. Go to my website, stevemontenegro.com. stevemontenegro.com. Do, one of, do these three things. I need volunteers. We need volunteers. We have an amazing group of volunteers that are helping us either phone banking or going in, into neighborhoods. I need your help. Sign up as a volunteer to make phone calls, whether at our campaign headquarters or at your home. Go on there and make a contribution. Every dollar is going to help us reach voters. And in a sprint like this, where we have a few weeks before voting starts, I need your help as much as possible to make contributions. And third of all, go to our Facebook, our our social media, like our Facebook uh, page, share our posts, tell people about us in your neighborhood, on social media. They care what you think. So when you when you share, when you tell them about our cause or what we're doing, our, our message, our campaign, they listen. I, I'm really grateful to be here with you all. We're going to continue to fight together. Awesome. Well, Steve, <clears throat> thank you so much. Representative Steve Montenegro heading into Congress. Check him with out. With the help of the good Lord and with the vote of the people, we are. And Abs- we will continue to fight the good fight. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much, Steve. Absolutely. SteveMontenegro.com. Happy New Year and God bless. Happy New Year. God bless you, Dan. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bye bye. Coming up, we've got Natalie Foster. She's the CEO, co founder, editor, and creator of Girls Guides to Guns. We're going to be talking about shooting while pregnant. Stick around. I want to try that. <laughs> We're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? 
Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform, and we're celebrating the new year, ringing in of 2018. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we are excited now to bring on our next guest. If you have missed any portion of today's show, please go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab, and you can find a recording of every single one of our 101 episodes. Isn't that crazy, Dan? 101. 101. And uh, you can also find a link to our guests where you can see, uh, put a face to a voice. All the people you've heard on the show, they each have their own guest page and learn more about them, articles they've written, shows they produce, that sort of thing. Which brings us to our next guest, Natalie Foster. She is the CEO, co-founder, editor, and creator of Girls Guide to Guns, an online resource for females who are new to the shooting sports. She's an NRA commentator and she hosts Love at First Shot at nrawomen.tv. Now, Natalie's expecting her second child, and we wanted to ask her about shooting while pregnant. Are you with us, Miss Natalie? I am. It's so nice to talk to you, Cheryl. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, and Dan's here too. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Dan. Great to talk to you as well. So, uh, the shooting while pregnant. I mean, that's yeah. something that we were talking earlier. It's like we're only half of our audience is thinking that they, they're going to listen. But dads care about what goes on with, uh, oh, absolutely. with yeah, the yeah. baby while baby's still in mommy's tummy, right? And making sure that we're all doing everything safely. So, is there any conventional wisdom that most people and doctors agree on or is it just you know whoever you ask is going to give you a different answer <laughs> you know that's a really good question and i think your first point is really important because 
Uh, you think that only only the ladies would want this information? I mean, that that's a, there's a little conventional wisdom for you. But actually, you know, I know a lot of your listeners are probably instructors or, uh, you know, they, they really are involved heavily within the firearms community. And ultimately, this question very likely will come up because so many women are involved and getting more and more involved in the uh, shooting community. So... All that to say that, yes, this is really important for everybody to hear. And, uh, you know, when it comes to what people believe about firearms uh, while pregnant, shooting firearms while pregnant, um, you know, there are some, you can look on the Internet and find all sorts of different recommendations. But uh, the reality is that there are no studies. Mm. directly you know there are no i mean who's going to volunteer what pregnant woman is going to volunteer for that study <laughs> you know true. what i mean like they, knowing if you, you read the list of uh, the inevitable list that some lawyer puts together about this you know the risks right. of what could happen and uh and I'm, as a mom you're just not going to volunteer for that study so we do have some studies that correlate to the shooting world for instance uh, working in loud working environments, maybe a factory setting, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we get a lot of our information. Uh, they, and of course, also the toxicity levels, that kind of thing, uh, when you're exposed to certain chemicals, specifically lead. So, yes. um, so what do so they there's say? There's a lot there. Yeah. What do they say? Well, I mean, so we'll start with the chemical exposure. Um, the chemical exposure is really that's that's the one I think that you probably have to be the most concerned about from the get go, right? Because everything is especially in the first trimester is so tenuous and you really want to be protective of that that little developing baby. So, um, you know, even handling I mean, we've probably heard in our firearms training classes and things like that, that it is really important to even I mean, some people even separate their clothing, right? Or I know people who have a different washing machine for their shooting clothing and hunting clothing because of this very reason for mm -hmm. the, uh, the lead exposure. I know, I know. People That's take it very, business. very seriously. It can be. Yes, absolutely. And, of course, you know, you want to, uh, when you're shooting not pregnant, you know, you want to wash your hands with, uh, a de-lead type of soap uh, with cold water. I mean, even the temperature of the water is a factor. Oh, wow. So, you know, um, right. And the thing about lead is that it does affect, it does pass through the placenta wall. So you have to be very, very careful in the, in the earliest stages. And it does affect the developing baby's brain. Wow. So... That, that said, um, there is a threshold that uh, I believe the CDC has come up with. And um, it's, my understanding is that, and you'll get different sources, and I think it's really, really, I mean, look, I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. um, you don't even play one on is, TV, right? No, I do not. I do not. <laughs> I would never pretend to be one. And I respect these doctors uh, very, very highly. They, I, have, uh, I grew up in a medical family, so... I, uh, I care very much about these guys, but um, the, so the first and most important thing really is to talk to your doctor about all of this. Absolutely. That said, there's a ton of research you can do on your own online to be able to figure out what you feel is safe. Ultimately, it is your own choice, but you really do need to educate yourself about uh, this, this precious little baby. And, and you have to think about the long-term effects. 
you know, I mean, if you're going to be developed, if you're going to affect the cognition of your child, you yes. know, long term, then is it really even worth it? Exactly. You know, I have I, I have found. Uh, well, anyway, we can go into that later. But the second the second issue is uh, the second medical issue that we're thinking about really is the hearing, mm-hmm. the, the hearing, hearing damage, hearing loss that can occur in utero. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a little bit tricky, a little bit complicated, but um, what the CDC recommends for a, a safe level, even not during pregnancy, is 85 decibels, right? For, and that's, it's a little louder I hear than like a vacuum cleaner. Okay. 95 is about as high as you really, really want to go. They say that your body, uh, research tells us that your body, the amniotic fluid, that kind of thing, will protect a baby's hearing up to 115 decibels. Oh, that's good to know. Well, it is, except that even the crack of, of a shot at uh, you know, from a 22 is 140 decibels. Mm. So that far exceeds the safety level. If, if you have a, if you're shooting suppressed, mm-hmm. you can't, which, you know, is, is an option for some people, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, in different states here in California, that's a lot trickier. Right. <laughs> but when I go back, but when I go back and visit family in Texas, that, uh, that is a possibility. And um, so when you're shooting a suppressed 22, that rings in at about 116 decibels, one decibel over the limit that they believe is uh, will protect your baby. So that said, it's not really a great option either, unfortunately. So um, if you're thinking about getting pregnant, you really want to, or in the early stages or late stages, you really want to consider all of these factors. Well, I, Natalie, when, when Cheryl was pregnant and I was shooting, I wouldn't, you know, you know, you don't drink wine or alcohol you don't smoke cigarettes which she didn't anyway but who would ever thought that you can't go shooting and that that noise would affect the baby and well, well, when yeah. i was when i was young you know in the 1955 my mom was probably casting lead bullets in the back of a non-ventilated room <laughs> smoking a cigar and having a drink at the same time and so now uh, I, right, right. I can justify what's wrong with me now so whenever Cheryl yells at me, I can say no, no, no. I was I was messed up. Oh my gosh! Well, we are we are running out of time and up against a hard break. But I have so many questions we didn't even get to. But um, I think the most important one is that we shooting. You know, there's diminishing skills, and nine months is a long time to not be able to practice those skills. And bad it guys may true. just assume that a pregnant woman is extra vulnerable because of her you know, physical condition and, oh, she's probably not caring because of all these other things. What, what can we do about that? And then, and then we have to run. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good point and I'll make it quick, but the, the, uh, what you want to do is uh, continue to do your training. There's a hilarious video that Michelle Viscusi did when she was pregnant and she was, you know, of course she is a uh, competitive shooter and she was running through her house practicing on laser targets. And uh, while eating, it was it's so funny. But it, so there's the humor of that, which is great. But uh, it also makes a phenomenal point because you can continue to uh, obviously do your dry fire. But then, um, you know, there are so many great simula- simulations now. Mm-hmm. Even some ranges have them, which is, is a really uh, great 
way to continue your training and you're right. And, and if you really want to, you know, another fun sport to pick up that really uh, will keep your training up is, uh, you know, pick up the bow and arrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not exactly the same, but you know, a lot of those skills really do transfer and you don't have to worry about the uh, chemical exposure or the hearing issue. So, uh, you know, look at all of those and uh, definitely continue to do what you need to do to maintain those skills because you're right, bad guys don't discriminate just because you're pregnant or have young children. Absolutely. Well, how do people follow your work? Yeah, go over, you know, um, in fact, there's a segment coming up soon on Love at First Shot that you mentioned earlier um, on NRA Women uh, and NRA TV. You can find it in both locations. Uh, Melody Lauer is the person that I interview. She's my personal guru right now in all things uh, child and pregnancy related when it comes to firearms. Um, and I got to interview her. So we have a really good segment on that. And she discusses a lot of these things that we have just discussed. But uh, yeah, go over there and check out Love at First Shot. We'd love to see you. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on, Natalie, and Happy New Year. Thanks so much, Cheryl. Good to talk to both of you. Absolutely. Bye now. Natalie Foster. She's awesome. All right. We'll stick around. We still have another full hour of Gun Freedom Radio. And coming up right after the break, we have Maj Teray, founder of Black Guns Matter. He is always fun, always great. Do not miss it. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband 
husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. 